going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Starting Outside Podcast. Uh, this is a pretty special edition because we're actually all together for the first time for, yes, uh, for an episode. We're in Rome um, visiting Matias, so this is our first in-person and live episode. And we haven't had an episode for a few weeks. Of course, we didn't really have one before the Euros. Um, and yeah. we did. I mean, we, we did, did what it was a little oh, bit right. All right, yeah, that's right. It was a mini episode. I wasn't on it, so I couldn't get my... My thoughts on it. I'll get my thoughts now, though. But as we're recording this, uh, the round of 16 starts today, so we'll try to get this out before that. Mm-hmm. It's the first game. It's, uh, Denmark and... Denmark-Wales. Denmark-Wales. Big game. All right, so we'll get to that in a minute, but I guess let's just talk about the group stage. Um, I guess Matteo, let's start with let's, you. I mean, let's start with Group A. All right, let's go, let's go with Group A. So. I mean, of course, in Group A, you have my Italy, the best team of the tournament so far. Has scored seven goals, hasn't conceded a single one. Won all their games, nine points out of nine. Of course, a lot of people are going to be saying the Italian, the group was a little bit easy and stuff. But, I mean, stats don't lie. Last 11 games, undefeated, no goals conceded. I think a lot of people didn't uh, think Italy would be a contender this year just because of their recent form in terms of international uh, competitions. But I think... Uh, since especially since Italy's playing Austria today, I mean we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, either way, next round they're gonna have to play the winner of Belgium Portugal, which is huge. But yeah, the Group A was was pretty easy. I think the main story for Group A was just the disappointment of, of Turkey, to be honest. Yeah, I mean a lot of people, including our, our co-host Nico, had Turkey as a major dark horse for the tournament. I thought they were gonna do good, to be honest. Yeah, and they really just had a terrible showing one of two teams along with the North Macedonia mm-hmm. to end up with zero points and had the worst goal differential. So They scored a, one goal, I think. Yeah, they had one goal and conceded yeah. eight. <laughs> so it was a terrible performance from the Turks, who looked very good in qualifying. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they looked really good in qualifying. And on top of that, they had one of the best defenses um, in, in the qualification. So to now see them concede... Um, what was it, eight goals? Eight mm-hmm. goals. And and have a minus seven goal differential. It's was was definitely not what I was expecting. And yeah, it's it. I I really thought they could make um not necessarily like a big run, but I thought they could definitely get through to the next round and potentially upset a bigger team in the round of sixteen, maybe the quarterfinals, depending on the draw. But yeah, it's complete disappointment. And and for Italy, definitely a team that surprised me. You know, they're the only team ever I read. Um, in a Euro Cup to win all three games in the group stage while conceding zero goals. So that's definitely something to be said, especially with a lot of people questioning um, Bonucci and Chiellini as the back lines, if they were too old to, or washed up. But they've been... Chiellini got injured now. He got injured? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's going to be either Bastoni or Cherry. I mean... Yeah. Is he out for the tournament? Or about Toloi? Can Toloi play something back? Toloi's right, right back. Right back. Yeah, so I mean that's something to look that's something to look at going yeah. forward. But they've been really good, and what what I've really liked about Italy is that you know in comparison to Spain, for instance, which we'll get to later on, they, their possession game has been really strong. But it's possession that is extreme with a purpose and is extremely annoying to defend against. You know, defending against Spain's possession, where they pass it back every time, is super. It, 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 that's what teams want them to do. So Italy for sure for sure are a team I don't want to play against. Um, and we'll get into the predictions later. So, right, I guess let's go to Group B. Why not? Yeah. 
Uh, I think the main story for this group was, of course, Christian Eriksen, who yeah. in the first game suffered a heart attack, I yeah. believe, or went into cardiac arrest. Yeah. And it was a very scary sight, thankfully, due to medical personnel and his teammates, who was okay. But that was definitely the underlying story for Belgium, or for Denmark, and for really. Most of the group yeah. stage. I mean, that group was pretty special too because it also came down to the last match day. Like, um, yeah, Denmark qualified with only three points, two losses, and one win, um, which is pretty remarkable. But they did in front of their home, in front of their home fans, and which was a great sight to see. Like, if anybody watched the last ten minutes of their game, um, who they who, who did they play against? They beat four one. I think it was Russia. Uh, yeah, the it was, Andres Christensen yeah. banger. Yeah, it was crazy. To send them through. Yeah, they were so hyped. And it was a full stadium, so that's when you really like start to feel like the Euros passion and stuff. That felt like a yeah. Euro. Yeah, it felt like Re- a real Those Euro games game. and the Hungary games definitely yeah. had the Euro yeah, atmosphere. Exactly. And I'm really disappointed in Russia, too. Yeah. I thought Russia would do a lot better, but. Three points. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't great. Yeah. For me, as along with that, of course, you know, the Christian Eriksen. Um, Dilemma and and for Denmark to still qualify in in second place even with three points is extremely um, promising for them and and they're definitely they're, you know between Turkey and Denmark those were my two dark horses and you know it was mainly Turkey but Denmark is extremely good they have a really good roster I think a lot of people overlook them um, coming into this Euro and losing Christian Eriksen is a major you know it's a major bummer yeah. but they definitely have the personnel to and they had to play the same day. Bro. Yeah, that was that was hard. Of course, they lost that game. Um, yeah, very unlucky. They, they were, missed the penalty. They were very unlucky yeah. in that game, and then against Belgium, I thought they played great, but just yeah. especially the first half, they were unbelievable. Yeah. But they just. I think they deserve to go through out of yeah. the other teams. And but Belgium, of course, also had a perfect yeah. start to the tournament. Like Italy, they went three from three. But just, one goal. Yeah, yeah, but just got very unlucky with the yeah. round of 16 draw. It's kind yeah. of amazing that Denmark gets to play Wales, yeah. finishing second, while Belgium ends up playing Portugal after winning the group. And yeah, I think that's just yeah. it's kind of some scheduling faults yeah. with the Euros. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's, that's, I mean, what about Finland though, boys? I mean, Finland, nothing... I thought, look, I, I, had to, I had to be honest with you, Finland's the first ever Euro Cup, or is this the first ever, like, yeah, I think so. major, Euro Cup, tournament. major tournament, right? Yeah, Euro Cup, and, World Cup. I mean, they, they finished with three points. Um, of course, it was you know, pretty lucky three points, though. It, the true. three points did come in a game where Belgium true, lost, I, or, or Denmark or lost or, their best player to Hardy. And, 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 and then had penalty. to play but an would, hour later. Yeah, no, that's why Berg missed the penalty, too. Yeah. I would say, though, that they... With what was it? I think it was twenty minutes left in the game against Belgium, but still zero zero. Um, they were going through with the draw, and the own goal, which was you know hit the post and hit the goalie in oh the in the uh, arm. It's so unlucky. It's so unlucky. Yeah. Yeah. So Radecki also had an he, unbelievable yeah, he had a great turn. Yes, he, he was by far the best player. Yeah. So I thought that was super unlucky for Finland. I would have liked to see them go through. You know, just as an underdog story, but whatever. We yeah. move on. Um, all right, Group C. So. Yes. Group C, we had Netherlands finishing first with nine points. Um, Austria, second with six points. Yeah. What do you think about the Netherlands, guys? Because, look, here's the thing. When, when um, Ronald Koeman left, there was a big you know, decision of who's going to be the next coach, and they hired Frank Dubois, who 
Well, I was fired from Atlanta United. Fired from Crystal Palace after eight games without a point, and then Jesus. went to the defending MLS yeah. champions, Atlanta United, and when he got fired, they weren't even in a playoff spot. So, yeah, I mean, that was a huge, I think, risk. And to be honest with you, they haven't necessarily impressed me um, in, within the, with, since he's been there. Of course, playing with a back five, which is really despised um, in the Netherlands, of course, the class of 4-3-3 and, and so on. But, you know, they get nine points. You can say, you know, against, against Ukraine, yeah. they build a 2-0 lead, but they finished with nine points, so... What, what do you think about the Netherlands moving forward? I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but personally, I didn't watch that much Netherlands, but when I did watch them, like, just looking at the players they have, you have some some threats, you know, the Young, Wijnaldum, Darun, stuff like that, but of course you have Van Dijk missing. Um, Dumfries is having a decent tournament, but I think up top, uh, of course you have Depay, but you don't have really assured firepower and in the back, it's it's kind of lacking. Of course, you have the lick, but he can no only Van do Dijk, so of course. much. Yeah, so I think nine points is good, but they're not as scary as other teams that yeah. we've seen in the tournament. And um, uh, and I also wanted to give props to North Macedonia because mm. big, huge tournament, bro. Pandev has been like yeah. playing Six football since before <laughs> North Macedonia was even formed. So yeah. He's I mean, been there since 2001. Yeah. yeah. It's had a very underrated career. With yeah. The ch- travel with Inter. Yeah. And but yeah, I, I was also disappointed in Ukraine. I thought Ukraine would do a little bit better. I mean, they still I went mean, through. I mean, they went through. Yeah, they, they have through. A, definitely an opportunity to go through against yeah. Sweden, who we'll yeah. get to later. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Netherlands is now they have an easy way to the semifinals. They have to play Czech Republic um, and the winner of Wales, Denmark. So. Um, just that side of the, the knockout stage is just really easy, in my opinion, compared to the other one. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we'll get to that. I mean, I think... I just have no faith in Deborah as a manager. I, mm. I think, especially against the Ukraine, the only reason they were able to fight back was he made a couple questionable changes, taking off yeah. daily blend, which kind of tore... And Ukraine up. really wasn't that impressive, to be honest. Yeah, they had yeah. a couple moments... The goal was a banger, but... Yeah, they had a couple yeah. moments of magic, but... Yeah. Getting through with three points after beating North Macedonia doesn't spell success. Mm-hmm. It doesn't spell success. Yeah. What about Austria, boys? We, you know. I mean, we'll see today. I didn't get to watch too much of Austria in all honesty, but I mean, the main headline for them was just the Arnautovic, like yeah, racism. Uh, racism. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, beyond that, which was yeah, of course the main thing. I thought I I definitely not. I'm not gonna say Austria. You know, of course they play Italy next. Oh, I don't think they're gonna win, but I mean they have some solid players. I was gonna say I didn't realize um, Sabitzer was on the Austrian national team. Um, I didn't realize Arnautovic was either. I'm not saying Arnautovic is some sort of top attacker in in, the, in Europe, but he's he's a solidified I think attacker. Um, and of course David Alaba in the back, we all know. So so they have a few names and and Limer right. Limer and Hinteregger both play for. And what the goalie is is Bachman. So he plays for Watford. So I mean they. They have some good players. I didn't. I didn't really realize that. To be fair, yeah. and I definitely underestimated them in this group. I didn't think they were going to make it out of the group. Um, mm-hmm. So, props to them. But I think shoot, we have to go to Group D now. You want, yeah. you want to introduce Group D, Matia? Yeah. So I mean, Group D, England, of course, topped the group seven points, and we have Croatia, Czech Republic. Uh, three all the three first teams of the group go through. Unfortunately, Scotland doesn't make it through, uh, only getting one point. I think 
uh, Spencer really rated Scotland pretty highly going into the tournament. I think they definitely got unlucky, um, especially for the with the game in, against England. You know, you have the Reese James clearance, a lot of wasted chances for Scotland, but also for England, to be fair. Um, but I think, personally, for me, the main headline, I was really surprised by Czech Republic, bro. Like, honestly, I think yeah. going into the last match day, they had a way to get top of the group if they, I think, if they tied England. So, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Schick, of course, scored the, the goal of the tournament. Yeah. But I think I was also kind of disappointing Croatia. I don't Croatia's playing Spain next. I, I, I don't know what yeah. to expect from them. Got a really aging squad, but... And also England, I wasn't so surprised uh, about. They only scored two goals in the whole group stage. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. But I think England going to the Germany tie as underdogs, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think it's... I was also very disappointed in both England and Croatia. Yeah. England, I think, arguably have the third best attacking options in the tournament after yeah. France and Portugal. I mean, they might. I think they have better attacking options in Portugal. I, I mean, that one's arguable. arguable yeah. But to only score two goals yeah, with Harry Kane, Jaden Sancho, Jack Grealish, just... Marcus Rashford, Dominic Calvert yeah. Lewin, Mason Mount. I yeah. mean, I could Foden. keep going. Foden. Yeah. It's just Sterling is the only I don't know what happens with, with England when they play international football. Like something just turns off. I mean, I just think Southgate is either too defensive or just doesn't know how to utilize his players yeah. well. Yeah. But it's whatever it is, it's very disappointing from yeah. England. Yeah, I mean, yeah, England have been disappointing for me. Um, no question in in the group stage. I I don't like the two CDMs. You know, I understand that if you're playing you know, Germany, <laughs> but the team that they've been playing, um, I, why do you have to play two CDMs? Especially when Phillips does major work on his own. I think Rice really hasn't added anything in any games. He's not some dynamic passer of the ball. Yeah. And so he's a good player, don't get me wrong, but I just don't think he's been of use. And whatever, I, you can Who say what you want about Sterling. I, I don't think, I wouldn't start Sterling personally. Would you, um, who would you start instead of Rice? I would just play with Phillips as a holder. I mean, of course, Henderson's coming back, but I'd stay with, I'd stay with Phillips for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I play with Mountain Grealish right, right in the middle. I don't think, yeah. I I don't think you need to play with um who who, who right Rice Phillips and yeah. I don't think you need two CDMs. Of course, against Germany, you might. I might play with two CDMs. Um, <laughs> I just said okay, but yeah. in this group stage, there was just no reason to, yeah. especially against Scotland and and the Czech Republic. There there was no reason to. And, again, I mean, as I was saying, we, we can talk a lot about Sterling. I don't think he should start. I don't think any of us would start him personally. But he does have their two goals. Yeah. You can't take that away from him. Um, but... I mean, what, to, to be honest, I think we saw a good England in the first half of the Czech Republic game. When they yeah. led, they were really dynamic and yeah. tough. But then I think that was off. partly because, like, Southgate decided to ring on Saka. Saka was incredible. Starting Saka and Grealish. I mean, I still don't know what Jaden Sancho has to do to get in the team. I mean... Well, that's the question, Spencer. Is it because he plays in Germany? You think that's why? If he was was playing for... Who's starting on the right mid-wing that game? Saka played that game. Saka played. Oh, yeah. So that's the question. Spencer, if Jaden Sancho was playing for... um, Why? Everton. If he was playing for Everton or Villa, you think he'd be playing more? I mean... 
you say Everton or Villa, but Jack Grealish, I think, is yeah. probably England's best midfielder. And yeah. he only got a game in because Mason Mount and or Mason Mount was out with was in self isolation yeah. with COVID. So you can't really say Villa because of that. Yeah. So I played, think it's, if you if, I think if he played for Man United, he would be starting every single game. Yeah, I mean the same story with Joao Felix. Hasn't yeah. played a single minute. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Felix, I think, is a little different. Yeah, yeah. With, True. I mean, he hasn't played that well. But, Jaden Sancho has Ronald, played six minutes, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. Jaden Sancho sitting behind Phil Foden and Raheem Sterling, yeah, who I think true. both are... I mean, Joao Felix is sitting both. behind Jota, bro. I mean, yeah, I, I think right I now think, Jota's a better player yeah, than Joao Felix. But he could get some minutes. And Jota's probably even Portugal's second-best player throughout the tournament. Well, uh, in that first game, it was a well, little... Uh, since then. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's, he's been good. Yeah, yeah he's been good. Um, yeah, so I mean, in total, for Group D, I, I, do, I do agree. I think Scotland... I would say something, the Scotland-Czech Republic game, I, was, I watched that. Um, and that was, a, that was a super exciting game. It really was. I feel bad for Scotland because... Scotland had 19 shots that game. Right, yeah, right before, um, you know, Patrick Schick scored an amazing goal. And I think it was on right at the second half. Beginning of second half, right? That's when Schick scored. Mm-hmm. Um, right before that, in, in in the end of the first half, you know, Scotland hit the post. Um, and then Vasilic was a very good goalie. Um, did like a backwards diving save, and, and it was just total Scotland domination. Yeah. And then I'm not I'm not sure who shot from Scotland from almost like half field, and it takes the deflection off of the, the Czech Republic player goes to Schick and he scores from from that field. So. That was that was super unlucky, but credit to the Czech Republic. I mean, finishing third, I think, is a little a little harsh because I thought they played really well. Um, mm-hmm. But they have an opportunity to move forward, of course, against the Netherlands. Yeah. We'll get to that. But nice group. Big group B. Though. Yeah, so let's go to Group B. Um, group B had some extra implications or extra meaning um, beyond just Spain and and the group itself. Um, which we'll maybe get to. I don't know if I want to talk about it anymore, but Sweden finished first with seven points. Uh, Spain second with fifth. Slovakia and Poland round uh, three three points and one point at the, at the bottom. Yeah. I guess, let's, let's get, start with you, what were your thoughts on the group? I mean, <laughs> I think it's clear that, or first, I, we're going to get to Spain eventually, of course, but I think Poland definitely disappointed me. I think going into every major tournament, Lewandowski has a ton of hype. People expect them to do well, and then they just flop. It happened at the last World Cup. It happened again, getting one point in this group. They were good in 2016. I think that's why we were so disappointed also in 2020, uh, because they they were a solid team. I think they made like the quarterfinals. Yeah, they lost to Portugal in penalties. So I mean, then 2018 they should have made it out the group, but. Lost to Senegal and right. yeah. one other, and not that good. Japan, or Japan maybe. Yeah, Colombia. Colombia, they lost. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's true. I Poland. I I still I, I agree with these friends though. I thought they were kind of disappointing. Um, Slovakia game I think was their they, they really need to win that first game in Slovakia to to give them a strong chance. Cause Sweden are a good team. Um, they got unlucky in that game with the red card too. Mm-hmm. I didn't teams. think it was a red card or a second yellow, of course. No, it was straight red. Yeah. No, it was just second yellow. Straight red. It was a straight red. For the stomp on the foot? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
It was a that's harsh, horrible call. Yeah, that's a horrible call then. Um, yeah, but I mean, they didn't they didn't take their uh, chances. Of course, Slovakia I thought had a had a decent group um, until they got you know really really destroyed against yeah. Spain, starting with that own goal, yeah. which was extremely sad. Um, what were your thoughts on the group? I mean, I was, I think, uh, whether you like to say it or not, I think Sweden deserved, in a way. I, th- I think they deserved to stop the group. Uh, but not just because they played well, just because Spain, who came in as favorites, just didn't play well enough. And I, of course, they got unlucky with Poland, uh, the Poland game at the end. Uh, they did all they had to do on the last match day, but when you play Sweden, um, when you play Sweden at home, for example, uh, of course they got unlucky. They had a lot of chances to, to finish the game off. But you just have to get the ball in the back of the net and, and make the most of your chances. And I think, of course, bringing Busquets on, a lot of people said yeah. it changed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're right. I think Spain, watching Spain against Sweden, they didn't have, they don't really have an identity. Of course, it's hard to compare them to the 2012 2008 squads because you just can't but yeah I think unlucky from Spain but you just want to top a group like that you just have to you have to do better I just think Spain are really liking a striker who can score I mean Morata has just been terrible he missed missed two penalties he missed one penalty and then Moreno on one leg decided to take a penalty and missed that one too that's on top of so many clear chances from yeah. both of them. Did either of them score? Morata scored. Morata scored. Um, of course, it was ruled off sides, but then against uh, Poland. Yeah, Morata scored. Yeah, I, Poland. Easiest goal he'll, he'll get after missing a penalty though. The, At, uh, yeah. Poland. Poland. Uh, Moreno missed. Oh no! Against Moreno. Slovakia, he missed a penalty. Slovakia, he missed a penalty. Poland. Yeah, Moreno missed a penalty. Of course, on that penalty, Moreno missed though. Morata's not gonna get away with that because on the rebound. Um, the whole yeah. goal was yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. He completely missed horribly. I know the ball came at him kind of quick, but he, he wasn't even on target or anything. Yeah. Um, that was extremely... You know, there's been a lot of criticism on him, rightly so, because I don't think he should be starting. I don't think many fans think he should be starting. Yeah. Um, there's been some unnecessary hate that he talked about yesterday in a press conference, you know, towards family and stuff at the stadium. That's yeah. never welcome, never... That's not, that's not helpful or anything. But the the big question for me in Spain is is it starts from the coach, um, Luis Enrique. I was so happy to get him as a coach for Spain when he first arrived. Mm-hmm. Of course, he left with his his daughter's um death, and he came back. When he came back, there was a big problem because he fired his assistant coach and didn't let him go back onto the coaching staff. So it was it started off right away when he came back problems, and then we talked about the selection he chose coming into the Euros. I thought it was really wrong to leave out a few guys, and yeah, I'm I'm kind of crying because it's it's like yeah. we, for those who don't know, if Spain had won the group, yeah. they'd be playing Ukraine. Um, if they won that game, we would have gone to see them. We would have gone to see them in Rome. So they're not gonna be playing. You could have seen them live in the Ukraine finals of the Euros against either England or Germany. Yeah, so that's heartbreaking for me. Um, now we get to see. Sweden or Ukraine against England or Germany, which is such a, not you know it's still a Euro Cup game, but it's it's not Spain. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a letdown. So, but I mean, look, Spain moving forward, I, I, Marat's still going to start. I don't think he should. 
you know, Moreno for Villarreal was a 12 for 12 penalty kick taker. He missed the one. He shouldn't have taken it on a broken, or on a broken leg, but on a really hurt leg. Again, yeah. coaching decision. I think that was wrong. I don't agree with Llorente right back. He switched that in the last game. So I'm mean, going forward. I, I don't think Spain against Croatia. I mean, we'll get to the predictions, but we just lack any sort of um, need, want to attack. Does yeah. not yeah. want. And Slovakia, of course, we piled up the goals there, but Slovakia. Yeah. That's only that I mean, so far. Who who would you start uh, in the in the midfield? Who would you be your midfield three? I originally wouldn't have started Busquets, which I know sounds crazy. Um, but no. against Slovakia, he showed just why he's going to start. So I would start Busquets. Koke, I think I, I'd, I'd have to start over Thiago, over Rodri. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd start Pedri. Of course, Pedri needs to switch up. On the right or the left? On the left, I'd like to play, I'd like to play him as a cam. Because yeah. that's where he's really good. He's attacking. Yeah. In his last few games, every single pass has just been sideways, sideways, mm -hmm. sideways. So that's what, that would be, you know, Pedri... Um, Busquets and, and Koke would be my middle three, but I mean, you know, Roger Thiago, Llorente, mm -hmm. many. Fabian Ruiz, I know he's not the best out of those, but he is really attacking minded mm -hmm. as well. So there's a lot of a lot of questions there. I don't agree with starting Sarabia. I know he got two goals, I think, against Slovakia. Yeah. It should be Torres, Moreno, and Oyarzobo, in my opinion, who's getting no game time either. Mm -hmm. So I mean, for me, the only reason I'm having doubts about Spain moving forward. Not saying that Croatia's not a good team, but the coach has been making wrong decision after wrong decision, and he sticks with those decisions. Mm. I don't know. I think it's going to hurt him yeah. uh, moving on. But no disrespect to Sweden, who, you know, through, um, they have some great players. Of course, Isak and Forsberg, uh, two of them. Had a good tournament in 2018. Had a good tournament, yeah. And, and they got the winner against Poland, which is huge for them, because now, as we said, there's a real, I think they will go through, there's a real opportunity for them to go through the round of 16. But, um, yeah, it was pretty heartbreaking in the group, yeah. i got to be honest with you guys. Yeah. Hurts. Hurts. Hurts us, too. I think we would have much yeah. preferred to see Spain. I mean, we both wanted, yeah. we both wanted to see we wanted as Spain, good a France. game as possible. I think I definitely wanted to see you two go head-to-head -head in Spain, France. <laughs> yeah. okay. and we'll just have to be okay with Sweden, Germany. Sweden, England. Sweden, Germany. Sweden, England. So, well, moving on to the yeah. Germany group. Yeah. The, the group the of death. Group. I think everyone had so much expectation going in. Yeah. And... A lot I, of surprises. A lot of surprises, but I do think this was probably the closest group out of all the tournament. Oh, yeah. I think Hungary surprised everyone and played so much better than expected, yeah. and we're really unlucky to go out. Yeah. And I mean, they you have France coming into Budapest to play Hungary. They have three points coming off a win of, of Germany, and of course, first time back in a full stadium, thirty five degrees Celsius under the sun. Um, the France players said it affected them a lot. Of course, both teams have to play in the same conditions. But, I mean, I think that helped them a lot, and they came away with the tie. Um, I think France got a little a little lucky to, unlucky to not win that game. Benzema could have finished yeah, off that, that nice pass from Mbappe. But, of course, he, he redeemed himself in the game later, the game after, I think. But that game gave a lot of confidence for Hungary to go to Munich and put two past uh, uh, the 2014 world champions. I mean... The main, I think this group was just filled with up and ups and downs. Of course, you have the opener with France, Germany. 
Uh, I mean, are, no are, opener with Portugal. Yeah. Of course, you think Portugal tied until the 84th minute, and then they scored three. Uh, you don't expect much from Hungary. Nobody thought they would score a single goal in this group. Yeah. And then Portugal come out as favorites from that game, and then they they get battered by Germany. Who absolutely looked, outplayed. Yeah, who looked who terrible, looked terrible in the first France. game, and then insane and then, in the second game. I mean, people were calling them the favorites. Yeah, after and the then they go game. to Hungary and they almost lose. And then France played well in the first game, played really poor in the second game, and then played decent in the third. So I I think I think the outcome is is just um, all three teams deserve to go through. Unfortunately for Hungary, they didn't. They were a couple minutes away, but yeah. Five goals. Crazy, from crazy. Five goals from Ronaldo in this tournament. Six. Six. Yeah. Six goals. Um, Two in each game. Yeah. And and I think France also got really lucky to finish first because now they have to play Switzerland, yeah. but Portugal have to play uh, Belgium. Belgium and England have to play Germany. Uh, sorry, Germany have to play England, which is Five crazy. Five, Nico, not six. Five goals, okay, sorry. Yeah, so I mean, on the final day, Portugal, they were in every spot in the group yeah. in that last game, which is just insane. Um, yeah, Hungary came about like 10 minutes away from going yeah, through. It's not even like Gulag, uh Gulaski was a really good goalie. You know, he had a really bad mistake on that first goal for Germany, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. And he almost saved the second goal. It was so close. But respect to Hungary for sure, because you know, we all thought that was going to be easy three, easy three points for every team. Yeah. And it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, and on top of that, I really think that, you know, we talk about the crowd. Without, without the atmosphere that Hungary were yeah. playing in, I don't think they would have gotten and, those and points. And even when you watch, when you were watching France Portugal, whenever yeah. Hungary scored, you knew. Yeah, no. So their their fans were amazing. Um, they played. You know, of course, we all knew they were going to sit back and sit back, but it was really exciting to watch with the atmosphere and everything uh, surrounding yeah. it. But my takeaway from this group, honestly, yeah, I thought France were a little bit shaky. It is a group of death, so I think- you know. Spencer talked about it before in the yeah. prediction episode. They have a little bit of World Cup uh, hangover. I think so. Uh, just like every team for like the past yep. twenty years has had. So I don't. I don't know if. I think you still consider them favorites, but I think yeah. they're a little less favorites now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I mean, what, were you, what were you saying? Well, I was gonna say like like for for France, um, Benzema got two goals against Portugal. Yeah, second so goal was great. Pogba's been playing very well. Yeah. So I'm not worried about France moving forward, but I mean they have a lot of injuries now, dude. Yeah, it, it's that's true. And Bele, Lamar, Dina, yeah, Hernandez. playing Kunde at right back. You know he's not a right back. Um, but he played. I thought he played fine. I do think France should have had a penalty at the end of the game. But the first but one shouldn't have been. First one should not have been a penalty. Yeah. I agree. But one one person I want to talk about. One person I want to talk about from this group, uh, Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. He was invisible. Yeah. He has been horrible every game. He should have, again, as I said, given away. That should have been a penalty at the end of the, at the, end of the France game. He didn't start that game, rightly so. Ronaldo Sanchez started and he played really well. Yeah, it was crazy. But I have to be honest, it's, it's really disappointing. Um, for me, Fernandez won. Semedo has been horrible, although I've said he's been horrible for years now. He was don't have to call in at the end. Yeah. So, Spencer, what, what, what do you think Portugal are going to be moving forward? Because, I mean... I think they're going to be out moving forward. You think so? I mean, like, it's disappointing because in 2016, it was, you know, Ronaldo, get the ball to Ronaldo and let him score. And I got him to the final yeah. and, and they won. But going into this Euro Cup, I think everyone, including myself for sure, thought, well, Ronaldo doesn't have to be the main guy. They don't have to rely on him, but that's all they've been doing this, this group yeah. stage. I mean, 
they ha- they shouldn't have to, but also in 2016, they definitely had a much easier path to it's the true. finals. I think it's it true. went... I forget who they played in the round of 16. And but their group was super yeah. easy. They finished third in their group. Yeah, yeah. and then they played Poland in the round of 16. Wales. In, in Wales the in the semis. Yeah. And then just held on and got yeah. a little lucky yeah. against France in the finals. But it was, it was definitely so, uh, give the ball to Ronaldo. Yeah. yeah. And then they got... They yeah. nearly went out in the group stage of the yeah. World Cup the next year. Went out in the round of 16 yeah. the game after so I mean I just don't think the give the ball to Ronaldo's strategy is going to be anywhere near enough to beat Belgium would, would you guys start Bruno Fernandes no. going forward no. who would you start in that midfield I'm not Bruno I mean, I mean Jose Mourinho said it best when Bruno's on the field they're playing with 10 it's, yeah. he doesn't give them anything going forward and definitely doesn't give them anything in the back Mm. It's just not. I think Ronaldo Sanchez should definitely yeah. start. It's dude disappointing. Is, for dude a is massive, bro. Ronaldo Sanchez is really good. Um, their midfield with Sanchez, Carvalho, and uh, Pereira, I think. Yeah, dude, big, big dudes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Carvalho is a great, great CDM. Um, for Betty, he's he's been for for a few years now. Um, but I I don't know. For me, for me. Portugal, I, they, they didn't have a good group, but their best players, other than Ronaldo, of course, you know, Bruno, um, Bernardo Silva hasn't really done anything. Yeah. Diaz has been bad. He has not yeah. been, he's been pretty bad. Um, you know, those, Jota's had ups and downs. So I think, like, they're, 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 other than Ronaldo, their secondary group of, like, their best players still have not even began, began to play yet. And they got through. So... I mean, they really need to show up next game against right, right, who Belgium. Belgium. Um, Favorites right now. But if they can beat Belgium, if they get, if they can get those guys going in that one game, then I definitely still put them right back up there, um, yeah. as contenders. But it's gonna be a really hard game yeah. going forward. And what, what about Germany, Matia? What, what are you thinking? I mean, you know, you know Germany. my thoughts. I'm not much of a believer in them, but yeah. me neither. I think, um, I really, especially watching the Portugal game, you know, you couldn't walk away from that and not be convinced yeah. uh, I think Germany even when you underestimate them like walking into a tournament they're always going to bring out a good squad and uh, of course you have some touchy areas like Ginter at center back and Hummels a little slow experienced of course but um, also Timo Werner I think I, I really liked Kai Havertz I think Sané should be starting um, but I think moving forward Germany I personally have, I know you guys, you guys know this, but I personally have them uh, favorites against England. Um, but I, again, I think the England-Germany game and Portugal-Belgium game is really going to be telling for for the rest of the tournament. But well, let's get into it. Let's yeah, get into let's the round of 16. So today we have Wales-Denmark, as you said, first game in Italy-Austria. Um, Wales-Denmark. I think Denmark are going to be yeah. able to... I mean, I hope them. Denmark go through. I mean, yeah. Wales, they've, they had a good group stage for them. Mm-hmm. I thought they were pretty good. They were but decent. I think they need something special from Bale, which he hasn't been bad by any sense, but he also I goalless mean, through the group stage. He's just not the same player that he was in 2016. Yeah, he's not... I'm, he's not anywhere yeah. near that level. So. And yeah. he'd need to be on that level, I think, to send them through. Yeah. 
And so I think I we'll think, all be rooting for Denmark, though. Yeah. yeah. So I think Denmark will be able to go through. I'm going to yeah. say 2 0. Yeah. I think Wales might scrap a goal. 3 1, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, Spencer. I think Denmark will win. I could see uh, 2 1, Denmark. Yeah. Uh, All right, Italy, Austria, Matthew, are you a little nervous here? I'm not very nervous. I'm more nervous about facing the winner of Belgium, Portugal in the okay. quarters. Already moving beyond um, this game? Yeah. It's a little dangerous? <laughs> no, no, but I think um, uh, I didn't watch much of Austria, as I said, but just looking at their squad, I, we're obviously favorites. We had a great uh, group stage. Uh, of course, the question is, who do you start between Locatelli and and Verratti, Verratti was coming back from an injury. I can tell you, we had a great group stage. Um, but I think as as long as Immobile doesn't just turn off like Lewandowski does, um, and when he plays international football, I think we'll be able to we'll be able to get past past Austria pretty pretty easily today. I think I share my opinion with you. Guys. Yeah, score score prediction. I think it's gonna be like three three nil. Three nil. Like yeah. Shout out. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I don't think the game that Italy is gonna concede will be against Austria. So I'm gonna go. Who would you start between Locatelli and Verratti? I mean, I think I I'm kind of a person that always goes with the person on form unless it's someone really really special. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'd start Locatelli. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm playing that that, that midfielder is just not one that you want. I want to play against as a player right now. So. Yeah. I think he gives him a, a, both a, a, a dynamic. And you can bring on Verratti at like the 60th. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, the score, I'm going to go 2-0 Italy. Mm-hmm. We're going to go watch it in the fan zone. Yeah, we're in, I said we're in Rome, so yeah. there's going to be a lot of excitement yeah. um, about Italy. You got a score prediction, Spencer? Mm, I think it's going to be 2-1 two, Italy. I think two, Austria are going to play it a lot harder than okay. people expect. Yeah. And I think Austria are going to... Put some fear in Italy at some point. Could be, could be. But I think Italy will, might will be, be able might to be a little scared. <laughs> yeah. All right, Netherlands, Czech Republic on Sunday. Spencer? Yeah. Uh, I think this should be a straightforward win for the Netherlands. Czech Republic Although have think, had a good tournament yeah. so far, but this, out of all the games, I think has the biggest gap in quality between the two teams. Oof. Mm. All right. France, Switzerland. France, Switzerland. Yeah. But this one I put at. Yeah, I th- I, I'm a little less convinced. I think Czech Republic played really well, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see this go into extra time um, yeah. or even penalties. But of course, Netherlands are favorite. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like nice two two one three one. But again, if it goes to extra time, yeah, wouldn't be surprised at all. You know, for me, I'm, um, I don't, as you said, I don't, I don't like Frank Dubois. I don't, I don't think the Netherlands, they should have been much more of a, a threat in this tournament than I think they really are. And, mm-hmm. and I've been really impressed with what I've seen from the Czech Republic. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the Czech, Czech Republic in this game. Uh, 2-1. Look, I... He's going to look like just, a genius. It's just too... I don't like the Netherlands five back, as, as you know, and, and, and so on. And I think Czech Republic, on, on, when they need to defend... Um, they were a really organized group. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Czech Republic. 2-1 oh. against the Netherlands. Fair. Same day, of course, Belgium-Portugal is one of the best ones. Yeah. Tomorrow. Uh, what do you think? That's tomorrow. Yeah, it's Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. tomorrow. Man. It's a hard one. Spencer had Belgium winning the whole tournament. 
uh, as we know. Uh, but and I think I think that's fair. It's very fair. If of course if Kevin De Bruyne just played like he always he's used yeah. to, and Lukaku up top is so hard he's, to defend against. He's a beast. Like of course Ruben Diaz, it's one of the better defenders in the world, but. There's only so much you can do against Big Ron. Yeah. So I'm going to have... I have Belgium going through, personally. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be a goal fest, though. Like, 2-2, two, 3-2. Two, two, maybe goes this extra time. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, Belgium play a three-back, and they play, like, a, a, real, a real three-back. The wing, the yeah. wing-backs don't drop back as much as other teams. So Their defense has gotten worse, though. And the, yeah, right. So you have aging for Targin, and Adelaro, and Nair is questionable. So... Yeah. For me, there's definitely goals there. Yeah. Um, I definitely expect to see. Have you have you seen the group stage Ronaldo on the goals on the goal sheet here? But in terms of the result, I think it's gonna go to extra time. Mm. I don't think it's gonna go to penalties. Um, and I'll I'll take Portugal in extra time. But really, it, it can go it can go anyway. This is I think this is really even. I think this one is gonna go to Belgium. Okay. I I'm very confident in Belgium. I think mm. if they're playing up to their full potential. Then yeah, they're they're gonna beat this Portugal team, and just based on the tournament so far, I think they've looked a lot better than a Portugal team mm-hmm. who I don't think has really played well in a single match so far. Mm-hmm. And I just think Belgium will be able if they're able to contain Ronaldo, they yeah. should be able to win this game. It's a big yeah. ask, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. It's just gonna be a good one. So two, you taking Belgium, you taking Belgium, taking Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's Monday, so Monday, first game, Croatia, Spain. Um, yep. Big game, biggest game. Big game. Big, big game. game should be a different game. It's a big game. Um, what time? Six. Six. I guess. I guess I'll go first on this one. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm really nervous because again, Spain just against Slovakia look great, but you know, Slovakia. Um, and I, as I said, I don't have confidence in the coach and, and all of that. I'm still gonna take Spain because. You know, it's Spain. And I think Spain... Or I know Spain are the better team. They have the better depth and, and, and squad. But I'll take Spain 1-0. I, I think it's going to be a pretty boring game. As a lot of Spain games are, to be fair. Because, you know, they have to do 800-plus passes every game. So, I'll take Spain 1-0. Yeah. I don't know who's going to score the goal. I don't know where it's coming from. But some someone's going to score out. Or no goal again. I don't know. So, 1-0 Spain for me. Dude, I could... I think I'm going to go with... Honestly, I'm rooting for Spain. Yeah. Um, even though I'd rather face Croatia in the quarterfinals as a France fan, but yeah, because I'm more scared of Spain. But I think honestly, I think Croatia's gonna gonna win. Uh, I just I just feel a nice little goal from a from a like Rebic little mm-hmm. Rebic. I mean, look, look, Luka Modric. Yeah. How old is Luka Modric? 36 or 5? 35. I mean, he plays against, you know... I mean, his goal against Scotland is unbelievable. The technique outside Outside of the the foot. foot. He loves that. Perfectly struck into the top corner was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, he he loves the outside of the foot. He takes free kicks with the outside of the foot a lot when he takes them from Madrid. So he's... It's one of his little talents he has. Um, And he's playing like he's in his prime as he was this season for Madrid. Um, So... Still a great player. Definitely something... That's what I'm scared of the most. But, uh... Spencer, second, second Ballon d'Or loading? <laughs> I mean... It's, it's the, I mean, well... Uh, I think it's gonna be Spain. Uh, I, Croatia, as bad as Spain have looked, Croatia has looked even worse. 
I think they got very lucky to go through. Hmm. And I think Spain showed some promise in the last yeah. game against Slovakia. And hopefully hmm. they'll be able to continue that. And hopefully we'll get to see a little Spain-France matchup in the quarterfinals, which would yeah, be fun, fun to fun. witness you two watching it yeah, next fun. to each other. Matia? <laughs> so, so, oh, so Matia, you're taking Croatia? Yeah. Spain, Spain, and um, the next game of that day, of course, is France-Switzerland. Does anyone have any arguments for Switzerland? The one argument I hear for Switzerland is that in the FIFA World Rankings, right? Where are they? Right? I don't think... I, I mean, yeah. Really I think anything. the FIFA World yeah. Rankings are... I'm going to take France. 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 I'm going to take France, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't think, however, it's going to be like a 4-0 type of deal. I think Switzerland can score a goal. I'll take France 3-1. When Switzerland played against Italy, though, they were really disappointing. And yeah. Of course, they beat Turkey 3 1. Shakiri, I can see now Shakiri just some anybody, banger. Anybody, <laughs> can, does. anybody can beat Turkey right now. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I think, yeah, France. Scoreline? Score like 2 0. 2 0? I'm like saying 3 0. 3 0. Yeah, right. sorry, Switzerland. The next, I don't want to jinx anything. This yet. one, yeah. you guys might think Belgium, Portugal, but this is by far the one I'm looking forward okay. to the most, also because it has implications on the game we're going to watch. Yeah. But the old rivalry, yeah. England, Germany. World War II. Uh, <laughs> is it coming home, Nico? <laughs> well, it's not coming home. Um, <laughs> they can win this game. It's, it's, not, gonna, it's not coming home. But this is, this is really tight. Um, I think for both teams, or, or for Germany, I think they really are, are missing that guy. Just, I'm confident you can put the ball in the net. You know, Havertz, and, and, you know, here and there. Mueller, of course, picked up an injury, so I'm not sure what, what his fitness is like. So, and of course, you know, Timo Werner is not Timo Werner for Leipzig. So, I think it's going to be really tight. I could see this being, again, another extra time game. I'm going to take England just because of of something. I, I can't you even tell you. You think the Wembley crowd? I guess. It's, you know, I'll, I'll take England just because of the Wembley crowd. Uh, Wh- which hasn't, you know, again, England, England, Scotland, for instance. Scotland well, that fans. was a Scotland crowd. That was a Scotland crowd. I mean, the 3,000 so, Scotland yeah. fans were yeah. unbelievable. So, I mean, I, I think Germany will have their chances here and there, and I do think they have uh, a far better midfield than England personally, but I don't know. I'll take England. For something, I really don't know what it is. I can't tell you, you what it is. Gut this is a gut feeling, right, guys? Yeah. I have one zero. I have Germany. I have Germany. I think Germany's really gonna gonna step up, um, especially after the game against Hungary. They're gonna be. They're gonna want something more, and especially like playing against an opposition like England is just more, more like uh, gives you more like passion to win and want to win, but. Yeah, I think it's going to... Uh, it's really tough. I don't even know. I, I have a feeling it's going to be high scoring, but... You think so? Yeah. Uh, well, unlike you two, I think it is coming home. And I think England are going to win this game. Okay. I think this could be the start of a run for England, but I think this, is, this game could end up being very rough to watch. I think both yeah. teams are going to be afraid to attack. So, well... Yeah. England's going to be afraid to attack for sure with yeah. Southgate at yeah. the manager. But, but I think I think England will be able to scrape out like a 1-0 win off a corner kick or something. Mm. But I think England are going to be able to go through. 
Yeah, I, mean, I I'd rather wa- I just rather watch live Germany just because. I mean, I'd rather have Germany like Sweden just because everybody in the stadium will be rooting for Sweden because Italy yeah. and Germany have a really old rivalry and it'll be better atmosphere. But again, I mean, have I a think that English fans. fans will, yeah. I think if England's in any yeah. game, they'll bring a large amount yeah. of people with them. So yeah, either way, as long as Ukraine doesn't. No. Please. Also, I'd rather have the English here than the Germans. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, moving on to Ukraine. <laughs> Ukraine, Sweden. Um, similar flags, but not the same team. <laughs> Great analysis <laughs> yeah. by Mattia. Uh, I think... Uh, I, I hope Sweden goes through. I think Sweden's going to go through. I think Sweden's going to go through. I think Ukraine have looked like one of the worst teams in the tournament when I've seen them play. I really want Ukraine to win. When, when I, they... I thought you wanted Sweden. No, well, I, can, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I want I want Ukraine to beat Sweden. Um, I think Sweden will win. I I do have respect for Sweden, and I'm telling you, I someone. You? <laughs> you do. I do have respect for you Sweden. You have respect for them, so you want them to lose. Look, they won the group. Ninety fourth minute goal to win the group. I don't want to get into it, but I, you know I do have respect for Sweden. That's for winning the group. Again, I've said I said it over and over again. For two years now, um, their their main man up top, Isak, is someone definitely that any defense should be worried about. And while I think Sweden will win against Ukraine, I really want Ukraine to win badly. I want I want it badly. You'd they don't. Watch Ukraine in the quarterfinals. I just want them to beat Sweden. I just want Sweden to lose. So if Sweden lose. If I get to see Sweden lose, that's great. But if they get to lose to a team like Ukraine, I'd be even happier because to win the group and then go lose to Ukraine would be much more of a disappointment. I think. Then, uh, but all right, that does wrap up our predictions for the round of sixteen. Um, and I guess I want to ask you guys, you know, just from from the group stage, um, moving forward, who disappointing team, promising team, and that's not okay. We can say Italy. I think we're all agree with Italy. Let's get maybe a smaller team. Of course, promising. Promising, yeah. Of course, the big the teams that are left are pretty big, so it's it's you can't really get a small team, but maybe beyond like the top four. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess Italy if you don't put Italy in the top four you can see Italy but so disappointing uh, team promising I mean, team and then same for the players I individual mean, th- I think this is kind of the easy way out but disappointing Turkey, Turkey okay. and then promising Denmark uh, I think okay. promising I know you're not going to like it but I think promising is Sweden okay I think Sweden I mean it's fair right. yeah. Uh, or pro- yeah promising Denmark because they have an easy way they just have to face the Netherlands I think Netherlands is Netherlands and then England yeah, I think it's the easier way to get to the final and yeah. if you're on the other side. Yeah. But, yeah, promising. I mean, you could say promising Spain, too, after their 5-0 win. I really want to say promising Spain, but I, I, I'm still just very, pretty skeptical. Uh, skeptical, I gotta be honest with you. I'm, I don't know. For me, I'm more promising. Um, I think Denmark. I agree with you, Spencer. I think Denmark is promising. And disappointing, yeah, I'll have to go with Turkey, of course, because my dark horse got destroyed so but what about what about for players you know player of the group stage maybe or, or i mean it's hard to identify i wouldn't i, I wouldn't player of the group though. stage i'd pick Romelu lukaku okay i think he's no. been very good for belgium that's 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 for i mean for me player of the group stage um i'm gonna go with ronaldo just because the, all the penalties oh, come on come on come on look Look, here's the thing, and, and yeah, I, look, you guys know, and, and and you guys listening on the podcast know how I feel about Ronaldo and, and all that, but yeah, it's fair. 
but he's still producing and you can say penalties whatever penalties is not a given goal and under the pressure you know he still produces and so for me I think that's the only reason they're advancing and I'm gonna go with Ronaldo disappointing player though it's gonna have to be well yeah I was gonna say Bruno but to be fair Kane is Kane more disappointing though or a lack of just lack of any sort of service I think it's less disappointing just because I mean, he missed one big chance against uh, Czech Republic yeah. when uh, Dyer passed him. Yeah. I think it was Dyer. Who gave, yeah. Or Maguire. Uh, Maguire gave him a really nice pass. He cut in really well. Yeah. And just didn't fucking freaking finish. Um, but I think it's less disappointing just because they talked the group. So he couldn't have. Like, if, even if he added more, they wouldn't have finished any higher. Yeah, I'd put Bruno as the most yeah. disappointing. He's not starting. I mean, the fact that Bruno's not going to start for Portugal. I would have put Benzema, but played great in the last game. Yeah, it's, so, all right. All right, well, is, that a, is that a wrap? Any, any sort of news um, outside? PSG have gotten a few guys. Hakimi. Jack Grealish. Grealish City, City yeah. maybe. Well, Matia, what about Chandelagu? I don't know how to pronounce it. What are you talking about? Kalanaglu. Going to how do you pronounce it? Chalanaglu. However you pronounce it. Going to Inter Milan from AC Milan. So AC Milan have now lost... A lot of AC Milan players don't want to re-sign for the club, Matia. What does that tell you? I mean, only two. It's a lot. Mo- both managed by, you know, Raiola. Uh, I think we just need to get the cancer out of our club. I wouldn't pay John Oglo $6 million a season just because out of the three years he was at AC Milan, he played well for three months. Um, so, I mean, yeah, freaking money merchant. I hope his career goes downwards from here on, and I will be sure to be at the derby throwing whatever object I have in my hand. <laughs> Just like Dollar Roma. Dollar Roma. <laughs> Backup goalkeeper at PSG getting paid oh, twelve million a season. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's bro, dude, PSG is gonna get investigated and they're gonna get fined hard because there's no way they're falling into yeah. the FPP rules. They're gonna right get now. Hakimi as well. Dude, Winyam mm-hmm. ten ten mil a year, Donnarumma twelve mil. Um, Hakimi, Hakimi, how much yeah. Ramos will be at least yeah, so six, I was, seven. I, I want to talk about Ramos, of course, since we last recorded Ramos is at Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, definitely one of my favorite players of all time. You know, the, he is what he, he is Real Madrid. I think about, about Real Madrid. I think about Sergio Ramos. Um, mm. for since in my life, other than Ronaldo, of course. So, what 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 are you thinking? I think I mean, it's. I think you should be worried just because. We saw what Real Madrid's defense looked like when Ramos wasn't playing. Even though you have a world-class defender in Varane. Alaba's coming. Yeah, Alaba's coming. I don't know how that's going to fit. I, th- yeah. I hope I, mean, I hope for you that they fit well, but I don't know. And there's been rumors of Varane leaving, too. He doesn't want to resign. Yeah, I, so. I, I do think Madrid's going to have a whole new center-back partnership. Yeah. Varane was so close to leaving last year, but Zidane convinced him to stay. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think he wants Man United, which would be interesting. Um, I don't think he should leave, bro. Like, I don't think he should leave. Mendy, Mendy, Varane, Alaba, and like Carvajal is a great defense. Yeah, no, it is a great defense, and I, and I really like you know Eder Militao, who I put yeah. my team this season. Whatever I know, you could play five back. Madrid and five back, no way. I don't think so. I mean, I doubt it. But if Conte came, they would. Oh yeah, well, we have, we have a great CDM. Yeah, and Conte, but you know. Oh Conte. Oh Conte. Because he plays five back. Well, three. Yeah, well, I'm glad he's not coming. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, Ramos even Madrid, that was definitely some big news, and it's pretty sad to see. But I'm not sure where he's going to go. If he, go, if he went to... PSG? Milan. I mean, I think it's in PSG or, like, or, or United. Whoever signs him, it's going to be very expensive. Fun. I don't think it's going to be... It's, it's a very expensive signing. Even if it it's sucks. For, if yeah. On the surface, it says for free, but all the right. add-ons and the contract... It sucks because he didn't, he didn't want to leave Madrid. Um, but Paris has that rule. You only get one year's... One year deals after 30, after that mistake with Bale that he made. So, it applies to everybody, even Ronaldo. Um, Ramos wanted two years. And, of course, at the end, Ramos was willing to accept one year. And then the deal was taken back. So, it's pretty sad. But, um, I don't know. Like, we'll have to move forward without it. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. I mean, Did that, wrap that it up? fundamentally wraps up the yeah. episode. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in once again. And, of course, I think we're all just as excited to watch the, the knockout stages yeah. of the Euro Cup. Um, Forza Italia. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. Visca, Visca, España. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. I already said, I already made a bet with this dude that if um if if it comes home, I will get the Foden cut. Me? The Foden cut? Actually, Wait, who do you make the bet with? With this kid in uh, France. Well, so. it does come home, which now I'm a little bit more... <laughs> it's, it, I mean, if it's coming home. I mean, if it's coming home, we will not, not, like... We'll definitely let you guys see the haircut. I mean, if it that comes home, be the, I will be so disappointed. That could be the new logo for this. <laughs> yeah, maybe for a month, the new logo is going to use a Phil Foden haircut. It's cool because next year we have World Cup, even though if it's in this November, bro. Oh, it's like a year and a half from now. Yeah, November, my guy. Are we gonna go see it's it? Whack. Yes. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we'll, we got to Qatar. We'll, we'll, we'll have that episode. It'll be Qatar. during the Christmas break, Hanukkah. No, break. it won't. It'll be November. No, not it won't lay over to December too. Well, like November to December. I hope, hopefully. Probably like November eleventh. Maybe we'll have a little Christmas episode uh, in Qatar, Ooh. watching the World Cup. We gotta. Uh, we're we gonna pay for that. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But if we do, we'll, we'll yeah. let you guys know. We'll definitely um, be in the 2026 World Cup. Well, that's for sure. I will. I will too. Miko won't. Oh, I will. You don't condone American soccer. What does that mean? I'll be at. I'll, <laughs> be, I'll be at every U.S. national team game. <laughs> if the U.S. can make it, yep, then then we'll Pete see. Spencer. They automatically qualify. I mean, Spencer's gonna get the call up. Spencer's gonna get the call up. Cal the Dragon is gonna get the call up for England 2026. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start out right back. Tito's gonna start out right center mid for the yep. U.S. The dynamic duo. <laughs> Nico's gonna be serving beers at the stadium. Nico, I'll at get Audi, Nico at Audi Field. <laughs> I'll get Nico a job at the as the water boy because you get him on too. You're my agent. Bet. Yeah. All right. I'm um, talking to all the USL championship teams, you know, the second division MLS teams. But you. I'm starting for the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's the level that America's at. All right. Enough I mean, of this. So this final line wraps it up. Thank you guys for listening. Um, of course, we'll, we'll do another episode at the end of the round of 16. Uh, I, th- I think, I hope so. Uh, we should, at least. Uh, I think we'll be together until the semifinals, at least one of the semifinals. No, we live the sixth. I think the semifinals so is like... The sixth and seventh. Oh, okay. Okay, well, that wraps up the video. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we will catch you on the next podcast.